Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. We're blessed uh, to know that you've tuned in to, to be with us today as we continue our study of the book of Revelation. We are now in Revelation 19. Uh, I believe Pastor intends to do uh, a quick review of what we've already gone over in 19, and we may even get back into into chapter 20 before the end of this episode. That's correct? possible. Oh, okay. Uh, so without further ado, uh, thank you for tuning in and prepare to be blessed. Pastor Chamberlain. Well, good morning. And I say good morning because it's morning where we are, but uh, maybe maybe not all over the world. Um, and having said that, uh, I want to make uh, make mention of the fact that we're being heard while, while Curtis and I uh, and my lovely wife sitting on my right hand. Um, while we're in the Midwest, uh, Midwestern part of the United States uh, doing these podcasts, but we're being heard in several foreign nations. How many are there, Kurt? About seven? There are eight. Eight foreign nations. I think we're, we've got listeners uh, all throughout Canada and different regions of Canada, Alberta, Ontario. Uh, Nova and, Scotia, I think. Nova Scotia and Brunswick. Wow. Also, um, uh, India in, uh, uh, I think it's, Cartarana is, is yeah. That's easy for you to say. I, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'll say it again. Cartarana, all right, uh, India, and then uh, uh, Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, they just started listening in, so we want to welcome Auckland, New Zealand. So yes, we we've got uh, several different countries listening in. We basically we can consider this a worldwide ministry. Well, and we never we never thought about that at least i didn't i'm shocked well, but but very very pleased and so uh we want to give a shout out to those of bet. our listeners who are not living in the united states but uh hearing the word of god and and we pray that we've been a blessing um we um we just love uh, teaching the word of god and so Welcome. By the way, did you mention UK and Wales? Ah, uh, Wales and uh, yeah. what was the other one? Uh, oh my goodness! Oh, well, well. In England proper, I think it was ninety-three percent and seven yeah. percent out of Wales. So, there oh is. yeah, I mean, welcome, welcome. They're listening welcome. from all over the globe. And and thank you. And I uh, and I wanted I say this because it's an encouragement to us. Oh, it is. It really is. It definitely is. We we are. Uh, grateful and blessed and excited that uh, we have listeners all across the globe. Amen. Amen. So that's great. Now let, let's start out our study. We're in Revelation chapter 19. Now I, I'm going to give you a, a kind of a caveat here. Uh, in my library, my personal library, I have uh, 10 different commentaries by God, good and godly uh, fundamental men, uh, and uh, they differ from time to time uh, about different things. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're uh, not rightly dividing the word of truth, but there are some things that we can only um, opinionate 
based on the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably come to a few of those things in today's lesson. So keep that in keep that in mind. Some things are, are left to conjecture. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that's not that's not to say that we are interpreting it any in, in that way. Uh, because conjecture and interpretation are two different things. You're right. They are, and that's that's an important thing to remember when you study. You can conjecture. Anybody can conjecture what we think that it might say, uh, but when it comes down to the interpretation, uh, the exact interpretation, you've got to use lots of different, uh, there are lots of different parameters involved. Lots of different parameters involved. You need to be making sure that it's uh, historically accurate and contextually accurate before an actual interpretation is rendered. And grammatically. And grammatically. That's right. That's grammatically. And you might want to add dispensationally. And dispensationally, yes, yeah, absolutely. That's what we are. You bet. Fundamental dispensationalists. You bet. So yeah. there's a lot of conjecture, uh, but there there's really only one true interpretation, and that's that's the challenge is to find out what the real interpretation should be. That's correct. And we believe it all it should always be as literal as possible. All right. With the word of God. Now, I hope we've given um, our listeners time to open their Bibles to Revelation chapter 19. Yes. And we started uh, Revelation chapter 19 um, last week, and, uh, and we only got about halfway through it. Uh, and... I'm teaching from a, a four-point outline, and we've uh, talked about the first two points. Point number one, we see in the first six verses an anthem of praise, and we see the word alleluia four times mm -hmm. uh, in these six verses, people praising God who is worthy to be praised. That's the first point. Then we talked about the array of the bride. And Curtis, you did a good job on last uh, in our last episode of uh, teaching us about the Orthodox Jewish wedding and, and subsequent feast and how it really pointed to the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, and, and his ministry. So accurately. In, it in really does. Way. Yeah. So we saw uh, 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 the rejoicing uh, the, in verse 7, the wife is ready. We saw in verse 8, uh, the righteousness, bride is in white linen. We saw redemption. These are the wedding participants, people who are saved by grace through faith. Uh, that's us. And yeah. then we saw the reverence in verse 10, and it ends up with the, the worship of God. At, at verse 10 says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. That's the, angel That's the angel that gave the message. And he said unto me, see thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant. You know, we're fellow servants with angels. Um, Bible says that. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren have the and have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Yeah. All Bible 
prophecy points the God's index finger to his precious and only begotten son, Amen. Jesus Christ. Now, uh, we begin reading in our lesson today, our point three of our four-point outline, uh, the appearance of Jesus Christ. Point number one was the anthem of praise. Number two, the array of the bride. And number three, the appearance of Jesus Christ. Let's read some verses. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Wow. Uh, we're going to read a little bit further, but we're going to come back to that verse because this is a very important verse. They all are, but uh, he came back in righteousness to judge and to make war. Now, later on, we'll see another purpose, and that's to set up his kingdom right. for a thousand-year reign on the earth, and that we'll talk about in chapter 20. And then he says, His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. <laughs> Uh-oh. Here's here some conjecture in there yeah there is so let's go back and we're gonna we're gonna read more of this in just a few minutes uh and so uh, the appearance of jesus christ a he makes war and we see the rider and the rider is the lord jesus christ and he's sitting on a white horse the steed of righteousness uh, and on his head we see many crowns these are the crowns that believers um, won as yeah. rewards. Right. We'll see that. In, uh, uh, at, and this happened at the judgment seat of Christ, mm -hmm. which happens immediately after the rapture of the church. Yeah. Uh, when um, all of the saints of the church age were immediately raised and immediately snatched up into heaven. And then there was the judgment seat of Christ. And it wasn't. For uh, salvation, the judgment seat of Christ is regarding our works and whether they were good, whether they were not good. The not good ones were burned and, and, the, and the good ones remained and the rewards we received were crowns. And maybe we'll go through the five crowns one of these days. Oh, yeah. Oh, would you like that? That'd be a great yeah, study. Yeah, there are five crowns that we can earn. But what we do with the crowns is we, we th throw them at the feet of Jesus. How many crowns? There were five different kinds of crowns, ones for soul winning, uh, ones for keeping the faith. Uh, so, uh, and, and five. so five, five different ones. Yeah. yeah. And that's the number of? Well, I Go believe ahead. it's the number of grace, isn't it? Absolutely. It's the isn't number. it awfully gracious of our Lord and Savior? Not only to give us salvation, but when we didn't deserve it to begin with. That's correct. But also crowns. Yeah. Wow. Wow. No wonder we, no wonder we put them back at his feet. Yep. Wow. Yep. And so, um, there were, uh, he had many crowns and then he, uh, he, he, and he's wearing the returned rewards. Mm. And then we see, uh, in, in chapter 10, well, let's stop right there. Uh, excuse me. Chapter 19. 
Um, let's stop right there. Uh, it says uh, in, in verse 12, his eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no man knew uh -oh. but he himself. Uh -oh. And in all of my commentaries, no one really knows what that new name was or is. As a matter of fact, uh, Tim LaHaye uh, said uh, quite rightly so that maybe it's we should not dwell on, on that a lot because we cannot know uh, right. from any other scriptures what that new name, uh, what that name written on the Lord Jesus Christ is. Right. Maybe, and here again, here's where there's some conjecture. conjecture. Maybe God had a pet name for Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know I have a pet name for my son, Curtis, but I'm not going to. Well, yeah, we can't discuss no, that. We can't. We can't. We can't tell you. We better that. never discuss that over the air. <laughs> no, it's a good one. Okay. <laughs> but he had a new neighbor. Well, so let's talk about the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we, that we can know. If you turn in your Bibles, if you if you got them there, uh, we turn to the book of Philippians. Okay. Um, Chapter two. Oh boy. You see verse nine. Yeah. You always get it. Yeah. He's got to get ahead of me. Don't you? Well, I know exactly where you're going. It, it was right. Okay. Exactly where. Let's look at Philippians chapter two. Um, let's, let's, um, let's go back to, uh, chapter 2, verse 7, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, in verse 6. But then it says in verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Yeah. Remember in John chapter 1, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. That's the glory right. is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. But he came became a man and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Hallelujah. Wherefore, for this reason, God also hath highly exalted him That's right. and given him a name, which is above every name. That's right. And that name, folks, is Jesus. That's right. And at the and then it says this, and here's how we know that that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, mm. and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, <laughs> to the glory of God. The Father. Amen. Amen. Wow. So, so with along with these many crowns, there was a mysterious name. We don't know what it is. We do know that the name that God gave His Son as a as a human being was Jesus. That's right. All right. So we see in let's go back to Revelation chapter nineteen. Um. In verse 13, it says, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word, Word of God. Of God. Yeah. 
John chapter one, but you know, John is the only Bible writer that refers to Jesus Christ's name word. as the word. That's right. John it, one, one, John in, one, one in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And, and the, the word, word became flesh, flesh and dwelt among us. That's right. Boy, I'll tell you, isn't this fun to do this together? It is. Wow. It stereo I, I hope stereophonically. Yeah, I hope our <laughs> listeners are, are having as much fun as we are. And it says he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Mm. What can wash away our sins? We sing this in our churches. Nothing, Nothing but the, the blood, blood of Jesus. Jesus. And by the way, Nothing you can do will wash away your own sins. That's right. Uh, nothing about what you believe can wash away your sins. That's right. Your sins are washed away solely, totally, completely, eternally by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, which he shed on the cross for every human being who would set, for, set foot on the earth. Yep. Everybody. Or none. He said the Bible says he became a ransom for all oh. to be testified in due time. Yeah. And so he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Aren't you glad for the Word of God? Oh, I mean, we, we're, we're reading <laughs> the Word of God. And what this book is, this Bible, is the complete, total, testimony of God's working on earth. That's right. That's right. It started in heaven when he said, earth be. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. And it's going to, and it's going to continue <laughs> after the millennial reign of Jesus Christ uh, and for eternity. Uh, and we'll get that. We'll get to that in uh, the later chapters. And I can't wait, but, and I know you can't either, so I'm going to hurry along here. And, it's, and it says, and the armies which were in heaven, wait a minute, we're going to come back with him? Yes, we are. And the armies which were in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and folks, that's us who are saved during this dispensation who are going to return to earth yeah. in resurrected bodies. Yes. <laughs> wow. And we're going to come back with our Savior that bought us oh. and who owns us and who leads us and, uh, and who I, loves us. And who loves us <laughs> unconditionally. Isn't that amazing? Yep. And, and then it says in verse 15, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. Wow. A sharp sword? Mm -hmm. Do you know that in Ephesians, we're told to take up the sword of the, of the Spirit, Spirit which right. is the Word of the, God. The Word of God. He's not going to have to swing a literal sword. No. He's going to destroy all those who rejected him by the word of his mouth. 
Do you know what Jesus told Satan in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4? When Satan said Jesus was in the wilderness, he had fasted 40 days and was hungry. And Satan came to him said, and, and tempted him and said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And you know, hungry. Yeah. And you know what Jesus answered to him? No, I do. He told him from, from the scripture, he said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Isn't that amazing? And he was quoting from the book of Deuteronomy, yeah. chapter 8, verse 3, when yeah. Moses wrote the same thing. That's right. Man shall not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And by the way, uh, I'm a believer in, in absolute inspiration. Yes. And by that, I mean God dictated his word to men yes. and then determined who would write it. And then he, uh, and then he demanded that they write it. And he directed them in their writing. It yeah. is the word of God dictated by God. And if it isn't, then I'm not sure I want to listen to it. Oh, amen. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the Almighty God. Now, there are a lot of people that don't want to hear words like that. The fierceness and the wrath right. of God. The psalmist says God is angry with the wicked every, every day. day. Yeah. If you're not saved, folks, yeah. he's angry with you every yeah. day. And that's what this judgment is about. You're going to see the fulfillment of his uh, of his fierceness and wrath and my wife is sitting here kibitzing and she says that'll be at armageddon she whispered it but she's right she knows my mind and she sat through these studies a couple of times as i've taught them at various times in various places and she and she's and we're getting to that and and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of kings and Lord of lords. <laughs> Do you look at the Lord Jesus Christ that way in your life? You need to. Yeah. Because that's what he is, and that's what he always shall be. And then in verse 17, chapter 19, and it says, And I saw an angel standing in the sun, cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come, and gather yourselves together unto the, supper, uh, unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh. Well, listen to this. That ye may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And so he's gathering the vultures to clean up the earth after probably, well, not probably, what is going to be the nastiest, oh, yeah. bloodiest yeah. battle ever fought. Mm -hmm. And it will be in the plains of Megiddo 
in the valley of Armageddon, which is direct, which is a little bit north and a little bit west of Jerusalem. Can I interject something here? Sure. This puts me in mind also. Yeah, I read a report and I'm, uh, I, I want to say, and it was a world report of uh, nature. Uh, it was a statistical report as to species and whatnot, what's endangered, what's not. There are a lot of things endangered, but the one class of animal, if you will, on the planet that seems to be proliferating more than any other is the vulture carnivorous class. Oh, okay. And predominantly, uh, the, those that eat carrion oh. are proliferating at a wild rate. Yep. They wow. can't explain why. Well, if you just read revelation, <laughs> You see what God's doing. He's preparing to. Oh, he's oh. preparing to clean up the oh. mess. And some, and we've been asked many times, "Are we in the end times?" Yeah, we are. Uh, well, how soon is it? Gonna, we don't know. Yeah. And we don't know uh, how long the end times will last, but we know there's going to be an end to the earth as we know it. That's right. And we'll talk in future uh, chapters about new heavens and a new earth. Okay, so. And I, verse 19 of chapter 19, and I saw the beast, that's the Antichrist, that's right. and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Now listen, the beast is not finished. No, not quite. Jesus came back. That's right. But the beast said, you're not getting by with it. I've got a bigger army and you've got, well, just these guys that came back on white horses, but <laughs> and the beast still thinks he can win. Yeah. And, and the beast, <laughs> now listen to this. This happened pretty quickly. Let, let's face it. And the beast was taken and with him, the false prophet that brought miracles before him, which with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. Mm. And we've talked about both of those things yes. in previous chapters. Yes. Uh, uh, and, uh, and them that worshiped his image, these both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Oh, boy. Now, I'm just, I've read just a few things. Well, I've read a lot of things, but just a few things about this battle of Armageddon. Yeah. This battle that would be fought in, in, in what Joel calls the Valley of Jehoshaphat. That's right. And Joel chapter three right. talks about this very, this very battle. Yeah, and it was against the people that have robbed and killed and, and, and insulted uh, God's chosen nation. Watch out. I think it's also might be, and some people say it is, some people say not. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that uh, many people think that Ezekiel 39 talks yeah. about the battle of Armageddon. Yeah. 
And there are scriptures, and we'll read yeah. them uh, in a later chapter uh, about uh, what happens after that uh, big battle that the, the Jews, the people of God that were on the earth, were given seven months to bury all of the dead. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. What a great, marvelous, and, and fierce and awesome battle this must be. You know, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, years ago oh yeah looked yeah at the at the valley of megiddo at the valley of megiddo and called it the most natural awesome uh battleground the best battleground in, in the, the world. world it is several miles long it is over a mile a mile and a half wide 16 furlongs okay that's almost two miles yeah. 16 furlongs. Yeah, furlongs and eight to, is an eighth of a mile. So, yeah. yeah, so eight furlongs in a mile. Yeah. See how big this is? Mm. And it's filled. Yeah. Because in Joel chapter three, it says multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Read that in Joel chapter three. The blood will run to the depth of a horse's bridle. And that's right. And it's going to be a, a, an awesome, terrible thing. And uh, uh, one of the songwriters, and I can't remember if it was one of the Gaithers or what, uh, said, I wrote a little ditty or said it, uh, I read I read the back of the book and we win. And we win, yeah. yeah. And, and so don't, don't if, if you're saved, you might be at the Valley of Megiddo, but you'll be victorious. Amen. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the beast and the false prophet cast in the lake. Now, not Satan yet. Understand, he hasn't been cast in the lake of fire yet. Yeah. Okay. And it says in verse 21, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him 